When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, what's up? This is WWE superstar Finn Balor and you're listening to Mad Mania. And this podcast is too sweet. Hello, listeners. My name is Mega Ran, and once again, you are in the building with the world's most dangerous podcast, Matt Mania. Oh, yeah. Woo! Freak out, freak out, freak out. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, uh, I am Mega Ran, and I'm accompanied by two of my best homies. Two of the sweetest. We're doing a, a six-man <laughs> tag here. We're, we're going New Day at this at this point. Freebirds rule, baby. Freebird rules. Uh, so to my right, we got T-Call. What up? What up? T-Call in the building. I'll be Big E. <laughs> Word. And to my left, David Neo X. Yo, what up, y'all? This is Neo X, ready to go. I guess I can be, I can be Austin. You'll be, you'll be Woods. All right. Well, then I'll be Kofi, Kofi brother, the uh, the most decorated, the vet, uh, the vet of the crew. I can deal with that. Uh, so, man, a lot to talk about today. Uh, we are fresh off of Survivor Series weekend. Uh, went Yo. down in Houston, Texas. Myself and Teak were in Houston when it went down. Hopefully, you guys check out our bonus episode with special guest Kyle Hubbard. That we filmed live at the White Oak Music Hall. Shout I out to them. It was awesome. Uh, shout out to them. The great, beautiful venue uh, for showing us a whole lot of great hospitality. Uh, they brought pizza in. We had um, had some good cider. I would uh, love to go out there and play when that festival part gets finished. True. They got this huge outdoor part on the venue. It's like an amphitheater downstairs. There's a stage upstairs, and then there's a big outdoor section. So hopefully we can come back during um, some good weather and get outside and play. Uh, but yeah, thank you guys for holding us down this weekend in Houston. Friday night, we played at Warehouse Live. Woo. We uh, auctioned off a amazing belt and were able to raise almost a thousand dollars for Houston uh, charities yeah. out there for hurricane relief. So shout out to y'all, good job, y'all. Yeah, thank shout you. out so, to Houston. Also, uh, I want to shout out the winner of the belt, who's the rapper on the show, Drum Full roll. Metal. And um, Full Metal, Full Metal. We ain't forgot about you, man. I'm yeah, coming for you. Be coming for uh. you. Also, Full Metal has a new album out. Uh, it, it is it is called uh, Avoid the Lava, and it features me. I got a, a verse on there. So um, go on and check it out. It's uh, on Bandcamp, and it's somewhere else. Dude's name is Full Metal. All right. So Dang, um, He should have gave you the belt for that verse. Yo. <laughs> yo. I really should have done that. <laughs> oh, man. But anyway, uh, let's get started with putting over this is the section of the show where we talk about the important things in life that are outside of wrestling and yes there are a couple of things a bit. outside of wrestling that are somewhat important uh i guess i'll start i'm gonna put over two things one my super nintendo classic 
Um, this is obviously a really old thing. We talked about this way back, but I just opened it up yesterday, late nice. last night. Got the packaging open. I thought hard about selling it, reselling it on eBay, and I was like, I can't be that guy. I'll buy it. Because I hate that guy. <laughs> so I decided to open it. They'll buy it used by you. You just got to sign it. Right. And now I can <laughs> sign it, and uh, you know, if somebody's still interested and I don't play it for a while, we could talk. Slap a Mega Ran sticker on there. Just throw a sticker on it and signature. <laughs> Boom. It's worth nothing now. No. <laughs> it's worthless. Uh, so, yeah, man. Uh, I just started playing it. I found there's a really easy, I shouldn't talk about illegal stuff on here, but it's very easy to hack it. I was was surprised to find that out, that you can unlock all, pretty much put 500 plus games on there. So you jailbroke your NES. Yeah, so I'm not going to tell you how to do it, (laughs) but it's not hard to find. I mean, if Nintendo didn't want it to be done, they wouldn't allow it to be done. Also, they wouldn't allow you to find it. They would have shut down all those videos. So. I don't know. I think Nintendo's being a good sport about this. They said that when you hack it, there's a Reddit page about Super Nintendo Classic Hacks, and they say when you do, you see inside the firmware, and you can see a message that says, enjoy your the power of unlocking the power of retro, or something like that. Oh, there's a cool. note inside of there. It's from an Nintendo. Easter egg. So a little bit of an Easter egg. So they're, you know, they're make. They might not be totally cool with it, but they don't really mind. You got they gave you, you know, you gave them their money. You you spent the sixty dollars on it, so at that point, it's do what you want with it. So, in the words of Star Lord, they're not being a hundred percent a dick. <laughs> <laughs> not a hundred percent, nah. Uh, so, shout out to Nintendo on that tip. Also, I want to put over this tour uh, myself, Mega Rand. I have a tour coming up, and I'm about to hit the road with my man's Kadesh Flow and. Alfred Banks. We are going yeah, through the boy. South. Dirty South in your mouth. We will be in um, Birmingham, Alabama this Friday. Offbeat in Jackson on the 25th. Sunday, Nolens. And then uh, Monday, Charlotte. Tuesday, Savannah, Georgia. 30th, Jacksonville, Florida. This is like the Civil Rights Tour. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, I'm, we coming through and knocking down all statues. That's how we doing this. Back of the car tour. <laughs> No, no, no. We don't want right. to see. We don't want to see no Confederate flags at the shows. Absolutely not. Don't don't be don't be that guy bringing a Trump hat up to me asking, asking him to, to sign, sign it. I will not. Um, anyway, Jacksonville on Thursday, Tampa Friday, and then ending it off at the Geek Easy in Orlando, Florida, which is a huge event called Mega Mania, celebrating yeah. thirty years of Mega Man. So make sure you come through if you can. All dates, as usual, at MegaRan.com. Shout out to all the Florida peeps. Yeah, we love you guys in Florida. We'll see you there. Um, Capcom is actually giving us some gifts for the Orlando show. They're giving away they're giving away some download codes and some swag. So, so I guess they still like you. I think so, man. I you think ain't been so. sued yet. <laughs> I ain't been sued yet. Knocking on all the wood. All right, so that's what I'm putting over. Who's next? I am putting over uh, the fight. Against net neutrality. Yeah. So I believe, uh, you know, it's a, it's a very hot topic on the internet, on the interwebs, all Can that. Can you please tell us briefly for the folks who have no idea what's going on, what's net neutrality? So essentially what's going on is there's uh, companies who are essentially want to throttle and microtransact the internet. Uh, you know, so basically taking away the freedom that the internet provides. Although it is, you know, technically sanctioned in some sort of way but there's a lot of freedom out there so what we want people to do is vote um we want people to get educated obviously mm-hmm. and find out if it's really for them and uh you know uh um you know definitely just more over just get educated um find out what you need to do if it's if it's you know if it's something that you're into 
uh, if it's something you're against or for, you know, there's a platform out there, but I honestly, uh, you know, not against it. I, I don't want this net neutrality thing to strike. So I was seeing some mm-hmm. stuff about that where it was saying like, um, it could get to a point where you would have to chart and pay like a monthly subscription yeah, microtransactions. To get on like Facebook or Twitter, yeah, yep, or use certain certain apps. So we think about I mean, now. I think uh, Yahoo is owned by uh, I think like AT and T now. So it'd be like, okay, if you don't have AT and T, you can't use Yahoo. Just to get to the Yahoo search page is two dollars charge. You know what I mean? Something like that. So that that could really happen. So you guys need to think about out there at um, all the stuff that you probably take for granted on the internet, just because everything's been free. If yeah. you have to pay monthly to use your Facebook, will you use it as often? Yeah, will you, you get charged for your Twitter. Charged will for you your care Instagram. about it if you have to get charged to go to YouTube? You know, right. things like that. So we take this stuff for granted how quick and easy the internet is to yeah. access. But imagine if you pop on the Twitter and it's like, oh, just put in your card number, you know, just to access, mm-hmm. and you're like, what? You know what I mean? Like, that's that's really what we're literally fighting for. So right, so a lot don't of let the people go. lose control over the internet. Yeah. <laughs> yes, a lot of places to go get educated. Um, what I found was savetheinternet.com. You go there to give you all the information you need to know and how you can help. My man Brent Black, a.k.a. Brental Floss, has been a huge um, proponent of this and has been offering all types of really good links. So this one is the best one, though. Bot Resist or Resist Bot uh, is your new best friend. It makes it all easy. You can text RESIST to 50409, and this thing will just fax your local representatives. And it will help you call, and it will remind you to follow up, because it's very important to call your state reps, Mm -hmm. call your national reps, and bug them so much. Clog up their phone lines with telling them that, yo, we don't want this. Yeah, and remember, be respectful. Uh, you you don't you don't need to have an attitude. Be respectful. Again, be educated, and more importantly, just let your voice be heard. You know, obviously, we internet is in our lives day in and day out. We take it for granted, mm-hmm. so we we need to protect it. So you know, uh, nerds and non nerds alike, wrestling fans and non wrestling fans alike, mm-hmm. get out there and fight against net neutrality, guys. Yeah, man, it's already happening in Portugal and some other places um, with no net neutrality. We got. Internet providers starting to split the internet into packages, yeah. like, like a cable package. Where yeah. it's like, oh, if you want Skype, you pay this. If you want Instagram, you pay this. If you want right. Gmail, so it'll be like a this. social media package or a right video word. package for exactly. YouTube, and then like it's garbage man social package. You got the messaging package for WhatsApp. Right, and, so and the, the video Discords. package will probably be like YouTube, Netflix, mm-hmm. things like that. Like you already pay a subscription for Netflix, you want to pay another subscription to. to Hold on. This sounds exactly like when I used to have an Xbox 360 yeah. and you used to have to pay for the Xbox network. Yep. Or um, Xbox Live. Xbox Live. To access. It's like the, 10 bucks a month. Yeah. yeah, but to access the Netflix. Now it's just free. Yes. Yeah, because a lot of people out there were bitching people about it. Because it was fucking stupid. People I'm like, if I already it. have to pay a monthly subscription exactly. for this site yeah. or for this app, why would I also want to pay to use your platform to access it? Right, and that's what people had to fight for, just like this. You got to speak up, you got to fight for it, or else it's going to happen. Uh, so thank you for putting that over. That was That's a very important thing. Stay woke, So yo. stay woke, net neutrality. Teak, what you got? Um, so after um, my homie Dave just after, fed y'all. After this deep, yeah, deep, we just got you know, really he put deep. over. He fed, y'all, he fed y'all mine. Stay woke. Now, mm-hmm. I'm about to, now I'm about to feed y'all body with these tacos. Mm. 
<laughs> so when uh, me and Megan Ren were out in Houston, we got um, a tip to go check out this place called Fusion Taco, mm-hmm. and they have some great tacos. I mean, Ren, can you can you attest to that? I absolutely will attest, man. Fusion Taco in Houston is wow. friends of the show. So <laughs> definitely, they, they are now. Um, man, it was such a great. I, I want to go find that menu real quick because I want to at least name a couple. I had a brisket taco that was amazing. So while he I had an Angus Tex Mex taco, Ooh. I had a tempura shrimp taco. Can you tell me at least the diameter of taco? Um, I know this is a podcast, but could you describe the taco? No, yeah, I can. Like they were, they were more than two bites. Okay. Um, they were like three to four bucks a taco. Uh huh. We all got three tacos. The guy told mm. us we would be full. After three tacos. Okay. So they're packed, I'm assuming, then. Yes. The nice. third one I got was the special of the day. It was a redfish taco, but that was a little high. It was like 550 or something. But it was really good. I um, had a blackened tilapia with mango sauce and guacamole on it. Oof, sounds delicious. So good. Um, well, and we also had fresh churros with ice cream there. We did. Great, oh, nice. Great I, food. For here. dessert. Like you get the the warm churro, maybe you dip it in some cool ice cream. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. And all local, all local sodas. Yeah, and they got a, um, the Mexican cokes. Yep. The ones was in the really, bottle. That was that was oh, a, probably the best thing we ate out there. I mean, it was a, a lot of good food. Houston's got great food, but man, that, that yeah, it was local though. and it was good. We were almost gonna go a second day, so. <laughs> Shout out to you, Fusion Taco. Arriba, arriba mis taqueros. And for all our local people in um, Arizona that want some tacos, yeah, head out to Cobra tonight. They're Cobra. having um, Tacos Giving, I mm-hmm. believe it's called. Cobra Bar, fan of the show. Well, you won't, uh, you won't hear this in time because you'll probably hear it <laughs> the day after. So Tacos oh, yeah. Giving is, is sorry. We are yeah, live bad. today, we not, baby. We not live, but we, we, live. we live in our hearts, though. Exactly. <laughs> because I was planning on going afterwards. So, I mean, if I see you, I'll spread the word. And word we're too up. sweet you. Tacos yeah, giving. Absolutely. All right, so let's get into this wrestling. We got a lot of wrestling to cover. Let's just start right off the bat with War Games Saturday. Um, did, you watched it, of course, right? Yeah. Uh, we were there. We're we talking went, some NXT. We got cheap seats. And um, I got to say, personally, as a person who had never watched NXT, probably not more than five minutes outside of the last house show last week and this show, I'm totally in. What a difference, like, right? I'm bought in. Like, And that helped me to understand it because I saw a lot of the same matches and a lot of the same yeah. people. Um, I'm totally in. And I just want to say two words. Velveteen Dream. Yes. That's all I got to say. Say my name. Say my name. Say my name. <laughs> oh, boy. When he came out doing the Rick Rude, he had the, like, Yo, the Rick the Rude pants. I was like, oh, oh that he won me what over a, with that. One of my best spots of his that <laughs> night was when he, um, when he acted like he was going to jump over the ropes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then he rode back into, oh, <laughs> rode back into the ring. I'm like, this guy. He's and like, the, you want it, you're not gonna get it. <laughs> he had the crowd in the palm of his hands, man. It was it was so great, man. From what I've heard, he's definitely come a, a long way. Because uh, mm-hmm. I saw him at the last NXT show in Phoenix. Okay. And then I haven't seen him on TV since. I've seen him like on a couple. Spots. And when was when was that show that you went Woo. to? Two, almost like a year ago. Man, so he's been with the oh, company wow. for a minute then because yeah. he's only like 22, he I heard, same, right? He had the same gimmick. Is it 22 or 24? 22. 22? Yeah. Super Man. young dude. Um, he started off in uh, Tough Enough mm-hmm. in 2015, and he's been uh, working there since then and uh, has worked his way up. And, man, like this dude is – he's made. I think, like, this is a next level. It's like a Gold Dust meets Rick Rude yeah. character that he is, like, 
completely very, bought in yeah, on. He's like very flamboyant, very cocky. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, very, he's, he's very gonna be bravado. the goat just for the new generation. Like he doesn't have the face paint, so it's like he's not hiding behind a mask. It's just mm-hmm. him being comfortable with who he is, and not saying he is anything. I'm just saying when you're that confident in yourself that you can play this character mm-hmm. that acts like this, then you're mm-hmm. comfortable with yourself. Yeah, he could probably pull off a, uh, a trash bag. You know what I'm saying? He could, right. he could probably pull off, uh, you know, whatever it is. He could probably still pull off G Unit wear. You know what I saying? actually I actually saw people mocking up a um a poster of that guy with um a gold dust versus um Velveteen Dream wow. at Mania. Like some fan <laughs> mock up posters. Yeah. Oh, that would be cool. Talking about a um a uh I quit versus say my name match, mm-hmm. basically. Wow. <laughs> well and the and the great thing about him, he's like a great he he, he can work well, he sells very well. Mm-hmm. He was uh <laughs> he was selling his ass off here at the at the at the at the NXT show here in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh yeah. It was it was it was good and uh I can't wait to see him uh you know advance. One of the things that I that I really liked is when he did that uh underhook inverted spike DDT. Uh-huh. Oh, Ooh. Man, so dope. When I saw that and he's got a great elbow drop too. He yeah, does. it does. He got a great move set overall, man. People were I, saying that they don't think that people were saying they think he can come up without getting the belt. Really? And that's not something that you, you really see in NXT. Bypass the title. I feel like he he could use a run on top, but he's he's already got so many tools, but he's so young. Uh, so man, I think it's just because people are getting so used to that being the graduation for the guys there in NXT that they're just like want to see something different. Like if you see a guy have a run and then he loses the title, you expect him to come up. Mm-hmm. So. That's true. Speaking of, uh, we got a new champ. Um, Drew McIntyre drops the belt. Mm, uh, he lost the belt. Well, okay, to who? He lost. Andrade. Andrade. Cien Almas. I really like this I'm guy. I'm mad you weren't there with us, man. I know I that's see, your guy. You were, you, were, you were definitely high on him. And I feel like there's one thing I love about the NXT crowd. They go into the match maybe with a favorite. Yeah. And then midway through the match, if that guy, if the not favorite shows something, They'll start cheering for him. Yeah, they'll get and behind him. That's exactly him. what happened with with Andrade. Like they just started, see, 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 see. The whole yeah, crowd is like, see, si se puede, see, si se puede. Yeah, the whole crowd just got behind him instantly. Yeah. They're like, yo, he's showing his ass. Like yeah. we like this. So yeah, I know heart. that. He's I know that fire. guy gets down. I saw him wrestle before, but man, yeah, and he, he impressed me big time. I I did not expect him to win, even. Yeah. I got we were, we, I was He was getting the, hyped when he did his um, finisher on him the first time because he did it twice. Yeah. So when he did it the first time. He thought it was over and it wasn't, and I was and like, "Okay, he's not winning it. I was Drew's like, nah, keeping it if he winning. didn't get it." Right. And Yo, but you got to give it up for Miss Vega. She played her part Yo. to the letter. She did. And and the, the thing is, the managerial role, it's it's pretty much non-existent in the WWE. Yeah, there's no one right. doing right? that kind of. The fact that you see Miss Vega play that role so well, mm-hmm. you you feel. I felt bad for Drew because he lost it that way because you know the bad guys cheer the good guys but my god was it just refreshing to see you know actual wrestling and actual uh psychology mm-hmm. in the match to, to to actually show this is the belt that we're going for and, and and this is the belt that we're fighting for and she gets grimy when she did that spike rana yeah oh, oh that 
that was oh. dope. <laughs> Yo, she's great. Yeah, like, so it was basically a two on one. Like she didn't have like a gimmick or she didn't have like a like a like a brick in the purse or a horseshoe or anything. <laughs> no, she gets like, down. I'm gonna do a wrestling move. Yeah, to you. like I love that about her. I was waiting for Drew to like catch her and then throw her at. <laughs> well, yeah, and she did, and he did catch her. But yeah. he was he'll he, always like he, sit her down. Yeah, he's like right. And I'm like, no, you could have threw her at him and had him <laughs> catch her or something. That would have been funny. But um, but yeah. So, so let's they talk also about. Said he's hurt. So uh, at the end of that match, I watched it a couple times. It looked like his shoulder or something got caught in the oh, ropes. I thought that. he pulled his wiener. Uh, but they were already saying that he was hurt before then. So I think they're just trying to sell mm, an injury in the match. It. He just won it. It's okay. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Um, <laughs> but let's talk about the actual War Games match. Um, yeah. What did you guys think of that? I want to talk to you about it because when we're there, I couldn't see nothing. I'm just yeah. be honest. Uh, cage matches are the worst thing to see in person because cage like, matches, shark cage. I matches, can't see a thing. Punjabi prison matches. So all the big spots were just like, wait, I think that happened. Like yeah. the blood started happening. We, I, I think we did see the suplex yeah. from the top of the cage. We the were suplex was that. amazing. We got, yeah. I even got a great video of that. Uh, Adam Cole scores the pinfall for his squad. But what mm-hmm. did you think of War Games? I, no roof. No, uh, you know other things about it but what do you, you like me being an old school enthusiast uh i like the original war games with the lid on it mm-hmm. um I, I get the fact that they took the lid off be, you know because they wanted to do a suplex spot maybe some some cross flying cross bodies whatever mm-hmm. um i like the fact that they import they were incorporating more uh things like tables and chairs and stuff like that yeah um i just what about the shark tank i didn't thing like the, the shark i didn't like the shark cages. The guys at. didn't like that Mm. So I, you wanted all teams to be in at the same time? I wanted time? it to be like how it was, like just random people just come in, the okay. heels, you get the heels go in uh, first, the baby faces, then the heels, and the baby faces, and then have them all just, you know, get their shit in and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, get your winner on top. But uh, overall, I liked the psychology, There, but there was a lot, you know, to, to actually just take in, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. but that's the beast of, you know, any cage match, especially with multiple people. You know, yeah. then you had a few injuries in the match as well. Yo, that dude, he uh, he split his dome dude, doing that, that doing that yeah. table spot. Yeah, on the table spot. That I wonder was... if it hit like the metal bar that was that's under it, or if it just hit the probably the wood. man. He was a piece uh, of wood might have just split him. He that was doing was a suplex to Acum or something right like that, right off yeah. the turnbuckle. Uh-huh. Ooh. And um, Adam Cole, he had I think um, he posted on his Twitter he had like nine um, staples that he got in his head. I don't know. And then, honestly, for me personally, if you're going to do some sort of cage match, elimination chamber, whatever it is, you got to get color, brother. That's just me. I just like to see yeah, it. Yeah, I feel like blood is something you got to do, even though it happened kind of the hard way here. Mm-hmm. Um, but you want to sell that this is a bloody thing. Yeah. And that's always what War Games was back yeah. in the day. It was like months of just turmoil. And it's like, this is the only way we can settle it. Yeah. So my only issue with it was the 10 million rules they announced before the match. So yeah. it's like you escape the cage as an instant loss. Yeah. I like that, but I didn't like Yeah, we were kind of confused on it because I thought it was going to be um, elimination style. Like, I didn't know that one person pin was going to mm-hmm. end it. Yeah. I thought maybe he was going to get eliminated, but his other two team members would still be in. Right. So, like, I mean, if you get down to it and it's just one of you and it's three guys from the other teams, I mean, sure, it'll make it a longer match, but that seems more of a war to me. It right, it's supposed to be old war games. Was you beat the person until they can't get up, and it's yeah. over. It's like, a mission or like a count. Right, and that's it. Um, I, I liked the fact that you know we got a clear winner, but I feel like you got six dudes in the ring. Like, what are the odds that you're going to be able to get a clean pin? Yeah. So I feel like you got to do some kind of unrealistic booking some to have everybody down enough yeah. for you to get one pin. So. 
which it was a weird kind of finish because like he did the, the shiny, guy, yeah. So, but he used the chair to try to block it. Well, he <laughs> had the chair primed and prepped and ready, and then uh, Cole did the shining wizard, and then the chair hits. Uh, I forget his name. You didn't hit it, him in the face. Hits his face, and then he takes the pin from there. Um, yeah, the leader of sanity. Yeah, I guess they're trying to say everybody was just beat up or hurt by that time, so he could get Pretty the pin. Much. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I thought it was overall good. Um, maybe this is something that they'll they'll work on again for next year if they if they bring it back, uh, change a few things. Maybe um, I would like to see it again. Maybe just a little more. Uh, I recommend it. Perfected it's, and executed. It's, it's good to watch on TV. To be quite honest, it really was. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't went back to watch it on TV yet. So. Yeah. Yeah. Word. All right. So let's move into Debbie Debbie. Ooh, uh, yeah, brother. So overall. Did you did you catch uh, Survivor Series? I did. All right, let's just talk about a few things because there's just so much wrestling. There was a lot, honestly. There was a lot. Uh, what stood out for you? Like top two matches of the night. What stood out for me the most was the Brock and AJ match. Oh yes, absolutely. It was. It was a. Oh my God, AJ and Brock. They could sell Obamacare to Trump at this point. Like, they were just <laughs> selling their asses off, performing left and right. AJ made Brock look like a monster. <laughs> AJ AJ was fighting underneath, and then when all hope was lost, he did that babyface fire comeback, and I was like, I was, I was, yeah, I was on my feet for that. It was and, great, man. Yeah. And just shocked at um, the level of, like, how long the match went. Yeah. For Brock, yeah, and he was he was opening his move set up, which is mm. something that we've talked about on here before. Yeah, um, he didn't just hit him with Germans; he hit him with yeah. a belly to belly. He did the flying knee to the corner. Exactly. Like he did a lot of stuff that I was like, man, Brock is really in here fighting and just giving them stiff shots. Mm-hmm. And it just goes to show you the level. I think the level of respect he and Paul Heyman had towards AJ. Uh, Paul Heyman even announced it on SmackDown on Tuesday mm-hmm. that they had a, a mutual respect for AJ because he is by far. You know, definitely top tier. Like, if I had a territory, he'd be, and I, I would book him day and night. Mm-hmm. Man, AJ is money, and we always talk about how AJ can make anything look great. And um, and this is just, I'm glad it just lived up to all the hype. Yeah. Right? And it's so often in wrestling, we're like, oh man, it didn't didn't happen the way it was going to, but it did. That was a dream match, and they executed to perfection. Um, just great storytelling. Brock wins, but he limps out. You know he what I mean? Out. So it's like, okay, you survived. You AJ. wounded. Yeah, you, know, you, you kind of wounded beast. the beast. And it's like, man, a lot of folks couldn't make him limp out. So it's like, they they definitely sold AJ as a great, and they sold Brock as a beast. So and watching the match, I definitely called that um phenomenal forearm into F five. Just a perfect. <laughs> yeah, it's a perfect setup. He yeah. jumps into it, but man, he took some sick suplexes. Man, yeah, uh, the one he took where he flipped them completely. I mean, yeah, it's almost like an yeah, exploder. Yeah, he it on his face <laughs> like an exploder. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty ridiculous, man. Uh, AJ pulls out moves like he st- he does like a lion salt at yeah. one point. Like he just doing everything he can, and uh, everything was, but the kitchen sink. <laughs> it was really great. So let's talk about to me my second favorite match was uh, New Day Shield. Yeah, um, that was I good thought one. that match was really great. Lots of great action. Um, some big, big hits and big pinfalls. Um, I was happy to see those guys kind of hang with the shield. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Absolutely. It's like, you know, on paper, you're like, okay, yeah, New Day wins a lot. But right. they're small guys, except for Big E. And the other thing, too, <clears throat> like, you know, sometimes the, the New Day, they can be looked over because of right. how their mm-hmm. gimmick is. 
Mm-hmm. You know, they forget how much uh, competitors and, and fighters they really are. Right. I had a um, just a little little insider information, but one oh, night you, I got a chance to hang gotta, out with Austin Creed you and um, protect the business, right? and uh, definitely protecting the business. <laughs> but he said um, a lot of the beginning of the new day was psychology, whereas Woods would be the guy who directed traffic outside or would sneak and hit someone with a. He would be ball. like the heelish manager. He'd be the heel manager. Right. So yeah. he didn't wrestle a lot. Yeah. So people didn't think he could wrestle. Right. So then when he gets into a match and he has does a move, people are like, oh, what? He can fight. You know what he, I mean? He has like one of the and best so, discus clotheslines in the business. He does. And it turns out he's like, well, yeah, I've been doing this for 15 years. Yeah, like, yeah. I can wrestle. But again, it's storytelling. Yeah. So you tell the story that he's a weasel who just pops up in the back and helps you win. And then he pulls something out, and you're like, what? You know yeah. what I mean? So it was great psychology. So they built that up, like, purposely for yeah. the first year or so of them, uh, you know, working as the New Day. Yeah, because he, he's that hidden – he's that trump card almost. Yeah, and yeah, And when, yeah. when he's combined with uh, with Kofi, it's like, you know, uh, it's like double speed. Like, they both use, like, the mm-hmm. speed type. When he's paired with Big E, it's like speed and power. Absolutely. You know? And they all work together so well. Like the tandem moves are so great. They were pulling out moves that you haven't seen in a while. That um, almost that you remember that uh, when when you saw um, Xavier basically uh, squat Big E on his shoulders. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and then yeah. Kofi did a um, he yeah, did a frog did splash like, over them. Yeah, he did a leapfrog yeah. over Big E. Frog over them. Splash. Yeah, yeah hits him. And then and then Creed like does basically does this flapjack to Biggie. Yeah. That was great. <laughs> I haven't seen that move in a while. I feel like yeah, they did it a while back, but they haven't done it in a long time. Yeah. It was a good match, definitely. Um they keep having a new day start off the pay per views. But they keep um, the crowd hot. It man. was they weird. Hooked the crowd. It was they weird to see them yeah. have Roman first match in the pay per view. <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. But I'm sure fans enjoyed it. Like, oh, okay, they're yeah. not saving this guy for last, or he's not, you know, in the biggest match. Um, All right. I honestly liked the Uso and um, Bar oh, tag was, team it match was, better, though. Match. I agree. It was um, good. The it was Usos, really good. they're on fire right now. They are, man. Um, somebody said it during SmackDown. They were like, this is the best tag team in the world, and I, I can't disagree. Like, And this is another situation that feels almost like, feels like NXT, where the Usos didn't stop being heels. But the crowd respects them so much because they're getting it done and yeah. they're working well together that they cheer them now. Yeah. And I remember at a point in SmackDown, I'll get to it, but I watched it this morning, so it's fresh in my mind. They're fighting Gable and Benjamin. Yeah. And the crowd is like, ooze, oh, ooze, yeah. oh. And like and I remember the other Uso being outside the ring and seeing it and kinda like laughing. Like he was like he kinda like popped for real, like yeah. oh snap, they they like us. They like, do. And they do, man, because it's they're just working hard. And, and the, they're and, killing it. And the thing is they don't need to stank the crowd. All they gotta do is is they, they when the bell rings, they perform. Mm-hmm. Uh and they go after their opponents. And yeah, they'll chop the knee, they'll do the tags, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the hot tags or the or like the, you know, take the finish or you know, the, the finishes. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they just do work and that's what's getting them over. Yep. Right, and I was talking to Rand about this while we were out there watching it, but um, just they 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 are a tag team that just hasn't dropped the ball. Like they were over when they were the painted face Usos, they were winning. They didn't get stale with that gimmick before they went over to being heels. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like a smooth transition when other people were looking at them and were like, "Okay, when is the heel turn going to come?" Like they're dying out here; they need something to change their gimmick. The Usos were quick with it. And now, like you were saying, they're not baby faces, but they're almost like, like the anti-hero. Like they're right. like yeah. the cocky, 
they're like cocky baby faces or whatever. Yeah, they're just cocky. Well, and to add a little bit to that, I was listening to like the the ENC part of Awesome, and then the Usos were on there. They actually did say, you know what? They were getting kind of stale in that Samoan gimmick for a while. Yeah. You know, they're like, well, why are we on Superstars? You know, because they were on Superstars for the longest yeah. time. I told him I was getting tired of it, but I wasn't. It wasn't but to the point the that when didn't they turn on them. Yeah, right. that's, that's what I was saying. Point, right. They might have felt like, oh, mm-hmm. our steam is. Or this gimmick is getting yeah. old, but that's yeah, what I'm saying. They jumped on changing right. it quickly, consistently evolving. Yes. You know your character and and playing to your craft. Totally, You're I right. agree. They were on superstars, and now mm-hmm. they're main events. Um, that and was you know, shout out to the new day for definitely you know bringing them up to that level. I feel like throughout those matches. Yeah, new oh, day, friends of the show, definitely. <laughs> All right, so main event. Let's let's briefly because this thing probably was 15 minutes too overbooked, uh, in my opinion. Um. The psychology, brother. The, <laughs> the psychology. main event, 5-on-5 five five Survivor Series match, which broke the tie and Raw won. Um, Triple H, Bruce, Braun, Finn, Joe, Kurt Angle beat Shane, Randy, Shinsuke, Bobby Roode, and John Cena. Any thoughts? What did y'all think of that swerve? Let's did, not go to I the didn't swerve feel just swerved, yet. But let's not, let's not talk about that yet. What about all the NXT guys getting eliminated People first? saw it. I'm just saying. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I think the eliminations were, were – um, or depended on importance, you know. Mm-hmm. You got eliminated first. You're probably not that important. We don't need you in the match. Yeah. So the story kind of propels itself. Right. Not needed Shane. in the match, but to fans who are looking on and saying, for "Oh, fan this service. guy, you just yeah." It was for fan service. No, what was for fan service? Eliminating well, like, the guys early. Basically, well, not. I'm well, sorry, not, not eliminating them early. <laughs> I'm sorry, but like the those guys getting their shit in first. Yeah, and like then, we saw Shinsuke Finn earlier. Yeah. And people cheered. They that they got they got their moves in. Too sweet and then the it forehead. was like get Bobby <laughs> Bobby Root and Triple H. Root yeah. and Triple H had their moments and then it's like, get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> you know. You know, so everyone got their stuff. Well, in. I basically wanted to know, like, is it kind of funny that, you know, Triple H runs NXT, then he's in a match with all these guys and then all those guys get out early. Well it's he, like and he had <laughs> most of his NXT dudes. He had Finn and Joe other than on Bobby Root, yeah. you know, and Shinsuke. But those because they're they're grizzled. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They're veterans already. They're veterans. They they don't need Triple H's wing. Yeah. To, uh, but uh, it's just like your daddy getting you out of here. Yeah, he's like, like all right, <laughs> now grown ups think about the talk now. Right. So go to your room, kids. <laughs> That's basically what it was. Um, uh, Triple H technically wasn't the sole survivor. I had a little bit of debate with uh, Rated R on Twitter about this. Right. He said that if Triple H was a sole survivor, he would stop watching wrestling. And uh, Triple H got the final two pins or pinfall. Uh, but he's technically not the sole survivor because Braun was still alive. Well, there was no sole survivor because there was so there Braun was no final. Yeah. So, yeah. okay, fair enough. However, Triple H takes the pin, um, and then a bit of a long sequence where Triple H uh, pedigrees Shane. Pin. I, I don't know. I can't Pedigree. even remember so now. The, Pedigreed Kurt pulled Shane on. Yes. Him, and then Pedigreed Shane and, and pinned him. And yeah. so, but but the, the 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 sequence was Triple H went to Shane, says, "Hey, let's take out Braun," mm-hmm. and then Shane's like, "Okay," and no, gets kicked in the gut, right. then gets pedigreed. Can That's why Braun was saying, "Don't don't try to play me." Right. So here's what. All right. Here's what I don't like, and okay. this is I, I try not to be negative, but I gotta be negative here. <laughs> Shane McMahon. Yes, man. Talk Being about it. on the level of the rest of these athletes is kind of like it's kind of insane. Now it's kind of it's almost insulting. Like for him to chase off two world class 
championship caliber athletes. With his shoot punches. With, oh, man, his punches. Oh, yeah, not the fact. And his first chair. off, he attacked Braun with those punches. But he chased off Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn with a chair. With a chair. He withstood um, the ankle the lock. Ankle lock. It's Come like there. <laughs> I think I might have sent you this video on Facebook. Did you watch that Rusa video that I sent you? Yes. Where he was, it felt so, just like that. Like man, the Rusa was talking about it. He was like, I'm I'm 84 percent, but Shane's higher than me. <laughs> he's like S class, and Rusev is fucking B class. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, um, he's like, what is Enzo Amore's rating? It should be 57. He's <laughs> <It was> like, <laughs> is it a 71? He's like, it's 71. Like, 71 okay. more than he deserves. <laughs> he's like, this is lower than me. He's like, he said How? that guy should never wrestle. <laughs> Rusev said, I mean, I got to, like, please, uh, I'll link this video on the Matt Mania Twitter because yes, it's, it's so good. And he basically says, like, I'm the guy who had an undefeated streak for a year. Uh, came Rode to WrestleMania a, in a tank, a tank to fight John Cena. <laughs> and Shane's higher than And me. Shane McMahon has a higher rating. That, oh, man. And I'm, I, that's how I feel about the game. Obviously, the game is real life because <laughs> Shane withstood an ankle lock longer than Hulk Hogan did. So I feel like this booking is a little bit ridiculous oh it and, was hilarious when he when they told him that bobby Roode was higher than him he said yeah. bobby Roode wasn't even on the roster when this game was made he said <laughs> so they basically just they just guessed they guessed that he was gonna be better than me <laughs> they were like yeah he's gonna be better than you i mean he was uh, nxt champ like how do you level out what an nxt champ is versus going to the main roster like he was I a TNA know. champ, I guess. He, was just, well, one, that he counts, was just right? one point higher than Rusev, but, man. They're doing, <laughs> they doing my boy Ruru wrong. <laughs> uh, we need more Rusev on TV. Uh, Stat. Q, Q million dollar man I need, laugh. I need more. <laughs> he definitely needs to cut more promos. Oh, All right, my God. So that's my only problem. Honestly, so, well, let's not talk about the end. I got a text from my homie novelist, and I got I to gotta read this text on the air because it made me spit out my juice. Um, I want to scream at Vince McMahon and say... Bruh, it's 2017. You have the most talented roster you've ever had. In the, yeah. Your family is not needed in the program, <laughs> especially not main events anymore. Thoughts? I agree. Thoughts? I like I like the fact that um there's there there could be another authority angle because there's no definitive bad guy as of yet, mm-hmm. uh, except on SmackDown where you have, you know, Owens and and Zayn. So, you know, you kind of want something you need some opposition. Opposition. You need a, cor- I have to you need a say, corporate stool stooge. There, there is a definitive bad guy, and that's Triple H, and that's why he always comes back. If you need but somebody need to, to be in the ring beating the, the current guys. The, and the thing is. It's, it's like they feel like nobody, nobody is going to hate. The fans aren't going to hate anybody more than they hate Triple H for doing that. So if you're trying to put somebody over, which the point was to put Braun over. and You have, then you have the biggest, you have the biggest bad heel. guy scared of him. Exactly. From him. Okay, I guess. I mean, I can see. I know that's what they're doing. I'm, I know it's not that's to say what that that's doing, what they should do. But remember, these Braun guys. Braun is already over. These he guys, didn't need the extra yeah, rub. He didn't, he didn't need that. They write the story. They write the checks. They could easily write a story where someone is a bigger bad guy than Triple H. Like, or, well, you can make you can write somebody to be the bigger bad guy, but that don't mean they're going to get the crowd reaction. Obviously, because fans cheer for the bad guy. Well, if you, but they're not cheering. They're not cheering Triple H over. Okay, Braun. they're not cheering Triple H. Come on, when he Braun. comes out, people's cameras don't come out. They do. No, I mean, but everybody is getting cheered and booed. But I'm saying, like, you have to have somebody in this situation who's hated more than the other. Okay, like Roman. What they did with Braun is what got Roman where he is now, or right. got Braun where he is now. Right. Is that, that program because they didn't like Roman. 
And the thing is, yeah, with, but they don't have nobody else at this time because, like you were saying, you don't have any other huge bad guys. Brock is not on the on television enough, and he's not a bad guy, and he's to, really not a bad guy, right? But so who's gonna? Is it gonna be the, who's the gonna be the bad is, guy? Gender, in man. Gender is the biggest bad guy they got right now. Not on Raw though. Oh yeah, yeah he's not on Raw. Uh, the thing is, fair enough. We we've gotten away from the wrestling because we want storytelling. Yeah, but we want almost like television or theatrical storytelling. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So we've kind of fallen away from the wrestling. That's why you should watch New Japan, guys. Uh, mm-hmm. And but but I, I can see what they're trying to do. Yeah. And it's working because we're obviously watching. <laughs> um, it's part of our job now. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> Everybody knows what's going on. It's just the fans yeah. are like they they but want that's it their the way. Thing. The, the, <laughs> the fans they always want to get themselves over. Mm-hmm. They'll they act, they want to be the story writers. They wanna, they wanna, yeah. And you know which I get. You you know, but at the same time, you're you're paying you know two hundred dollars to heckle you know the the good guy, you know. Mm. So it's kind of like. I guess I guess wrestling should just get back to its roots. I but, mean, right but now we're just WWE so smart as a society. Getting, that's why. Right now they're not getting. They've done a lot wrong. Of Lately, course, they've been doing a lot right. Yeah, things have been going good. So give these guys a chance to tell the story that they're telling. We all want like a story needs a beginning, middle, and end. Yeah, you, they can't just pull off the story in one episode. Jason Jordan can't be Kurt Angle's son and turn on him in the same episode. We need story. We yeah, need build-up. I get so, that. No, I'm just I'm talking to the fans, not, yeah. not you. <laughs> um, so, th- therefore, I know we all want to see the Jason Jordan heel turn, but it's coming. Let them build to it mm-hmm. so that when it happens, it's more exciting. It's not coming. Uh, he's I don't turning know on, if it's coming, He's dude. turning on Kurt. That's, that's They're making, making him too whiny, wonder. man. He's... He's being a whiny little brat right now. That's not anything of a face. I mean, because yeah. who are the who are the bad guys right now in Raw? Samoa Joe. Is Samoa Joe a bad guy? He's supposed to be. He's supposed to be Bray Wyatt. But like, they, I but guess. they, but they, they chant Joe, Joe, right. Joe, Joe. It's like everybody's come on, because <laughs> Joe is kind of like <laughs> to me. He's not the bad guy, but he's like the prize fighter, like Kevin Owens was when he first came. He's he, like. I'm the he guy who will fight guy anybody. Because when he came back, he said came back under Triple H's yeah. command. And on remember? top of that, when he came I'm back, about, he's talking about he when he w- came back from oh, injury. Even yeah, when he came he back from injury, he, he dissed the fans. Mm-hmm. So, but he came back. He lets his ring his he lets his ring work uh, speak for him, and then people were cheering. And they like him. it, yeah. You know, they like it. Uh, okay, so I want to talk about something. We talk about how the McMahon's uh, don't need to be a part of the the right. action anymore. Uh, and I really like your thought that. Shane McMahon should not be going toe to toe with Super these. Shane is 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 really an issue for me because yeah. I'm like man you're killing your guys killing the business he, brother you like you're killing their talent because now it's like oh well Shane made it out of that so yeah. and what Rusev they really don't definitely want, get out of this what you know? they really don't want to see is long promos in the ring with Stephanie and Triple H and stuff like that that's the stuff that I think fans are like is this what we're still doing are you guys still opening the show oh that's is never going <laughs> to stop I guess so here's what happens um I. Uh, thanks to Forbes. Forbes now covers WWE wrestling, but of Ooh, course neat. they cover it in a um, in a way that is uh, money related. <laughs> yeah. So this is basically what they showed. We talk about how we don't need the McMahon's around. However, November thirteenth, Raw viewership was over three million for the first time since August. They've had their, uh, I guess, their most successful quarter. They're uh, killing it right now. So it's like the more we yes, talk sir. about what's not working. <laughs> They're like, whatever. We're just going right to the bank. So even if we're talking about 
raw or something being bad, uh, let's just talk about the social media numbers, is that um, right now on Twitter, there are 235,000 in the week total interactions, people talking about WWE, uh-huh. which is up from 146,000 a week before that. Facebook, 433,000 total interactions. It is up from 270,000. So more people are talking. So they probably look at that and said, oh, great. They want more Shane. They want more Triple H. They want more McMahon. I bet you like 80% well, of that is can, like all gripes. If I can comment on that, Rand, <laughs> it's, it's something that we talked about before where we were talking about um, who their fans are. Mm-hmm. So their fans that are like us are only a small perce- percentage of WWE's right. fans. Their fans are going to be older men or younger kids. Right. Not a lot of marks and smarts that are online doing the stuff that we're doing. Just because we're on the internet, it seems like it's more people like that. So right. bringing Triple H back is going to do the nostalgia for mm-hmm. the older fans. Fan service. Exactly. Yep. Which is going to make them come and watch it on TV, like you're saying. Mm-hmm. Their numbers are going to raise because they're bringing a nostalgia act back for these guys that are like, oh, I'm... I don't know about how many times you talk to somebody. Oh man, I used to be in the wrestling. I don't know about this new wrestling. So Triple H come back. Oh, I know who Triple oh, I H is. That guy, Kurt Angle. Oh, I remember him too. Yeah, exactly. And then back. if they're building to what I think they're building, which is um, Triple H, Kurt Angle, Shane McMahon, Triple Threat, then mm-hmm. it makes sense. It makes sense. I would say if you're going to do the novelty, not novelty, but like nostalgia act back, put them all in the same match and like not don't have them all up and down the card. You know what I mean? I say put them on a Punjabi. Yeah, prison. don't have them putting. Punjabi don't have prison. them fighting so much of the young talent. Yeah, don't you know, have like them burying said. new talent. You know, that's that's my thing. It's like guys like Finn Balor, and we, we'll talk about the rumors surrounding him <laughs> coming out really quickly and losing really quickly oh, man. when he gets huge, 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 huge reactions. Wow. And it's like so. There's a recent rumor that just came across the rumor and innuendo. Everybody, uh, you know, the rumor I, mill is, and I really don't high. like to dwell on. The, the dirt sheet rumors, but uh, there is one right now about Finn Balor that uh, he was recently taken off of the out of the plans for, for Royal Rumble for a title match with Brock Lesnar. Now, How dare uh, you do, do that to they the say brother. that it's because of the reactions that he has gotten or not gotten in the last couple of uh, matches. What? Now, eight hours ago, Finn Balor posted a pic of him fighting Roman Reigns with the caption forever. Have you seen this? Yeah. With a capital O, a capital V, and a capital E, and a capital R. Over. <laughs> Finn's a smart dude. And so I feel I feel like he's basically saying, yo, I'm over. He like, is over. Forget what y'all say. And he's absolutely, like, super over with the fans. He's, he's one of the best in-ring performers in the company. You know, by God, he's got such a lineage. Mm -hmm. He has fan service beyond the WWE. Hmm. He has movesets that he hasn't even shown the WWE yet. Right. You know? So, like they said, this is is something that the WWE does often and Vince does often. Like, Vince gets cold on guys real quick. He doesn't give them a chance to, Mm -hmm. to do what they need to do. But also, it's bad booking. It's like you book a guy to lose, Mm -hmm. and then you say he's not over because you feel like, because they look at Finn and say, oh, he's over enough that we can bury him and then build him back up, and yeah. he'll still be over. And that, that's a, but maybe that's what they're saying. It's 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 risky. It's not damageable because he's super young, and they're they're going to be fans are going to be high on him forever. Like I won't say forever, but for a long, long time, they love him. But 
again, I think Vince is maybe turned off by how much the internet loves him because, like we said, the internet's not real life. Uh-huh. But you see it in the shows. You see, ah, when he does the thing, everybody does it. The entire crowd does his thing. But I think it's so also because they've over. built people over him now, like yeah. Braun again. So it's like him being over, this is Vince talking. I don't think it necessarily means that he's not popular, mm-hmm. just that they've decided to go another way. They got bigger people in mind. I think you don't like the NXT guys. There I said it. He's like, there I said it. Finn Balor. I, I think he doesn't he's, like He's him. airing them he's out. 180 pounds. Shouldn't be Shots on um, that cruiserweight show, pal. Let's put oh, him on 205. Speaking of, of cruiserweights, though, um, Hatami. Is, oh, um, the day of they announced him going to, to 205. 205. Uh, I didn't even get to see the Enzo versus uh, Kalisto, Kalisto match. match. How'd it go? There was a, a really funny spot that Kalisto did in the beginning. Uh, our homeboy, Captain Caveman, oh, had a fucking field day on that one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you do this spot every time. How do you miss? <laughs> Caveman, Captain Caveman, Derek, he had a field day on that one on Twitter, brother. Oh, God. <laughs> he, he used all 200 of his 80 characters. <laughs> wow. Captain Caveman, fan of the show. Uh, Frequent guest. Cap Caveman is still cage. <laughs> so uh, now they say guess. that Enzo's, Enzo's crew is called the Zotrain. Yeah, Zotrain. Zotrain. Mm-hmm. Uh, it uh, sounds it's like some uh, right some reminiscent train. of I remember. Yeah. Um, so I, I've also heard just just beg you know, and maybe I've seen I guess proof of it on social media. Enzo has been talking to Ric Flair a lot. Yeah. And I think of of course he should uh, you know respect and revere Ric Flair who doesn't. Of course. But I think he's learning some heel psychology from Rick. You know what I mean? I feel like maybe they're talking about about how to be a great heel. You know, which if they're doing that, then I'm all for it. Yeah, hats off, hats off to that. Hats off, because I think when you want to be better, yeah, like admitting that you want to be better is is the first step for improvement. Exactly. So so shout out to Enzo for that. Um, Let's talk about SmackDown. How I was disappointed because (laughs) because when I was in Houston, they advertised Gender versus AJ Houston Street Fight. You remember that? And then it did not happen. So they hook you, brother, brother. I mean, it's so, just like they. Then took they're like, AJ "Oh, AJ's the- gonna call out something." Like, wait, no, what? No, yeah. they're supposed to have a match. Like, what's going mm. on? Call out. So uh, he calls out gender. Gender doesn't come. The, the Singh brothers sneak out behind and uh, a little beat down, and it's happening at uh, Night of Champions. I will say, AJ was really stiff with the Singh brothers. <laughs> I mean, the next and <laughs> next no, Tuesday we're he, supposed to be he having out, AJ. Uh, I, I forget which thing they he yanked out, but he yanked them out. And he, he, like, jerked his leg. And oh, like, yeah, he did. And the dude felt, like, flat. Yeah, bam. flat on his back. And the whole crowd was like, ooh. <laughs> yeah. I remember hearing <laughs> so that. So we're getting AJ versus the Singh brothers in a handicap match yeah. next Tuesday. Uh, next Tuesday. All right. Which, well, which should be uh, fun to watch. He'll throw them around, so that'll mm-hmm. be fun. Um, something that we didn't bring up, I know you jumped to SmackDown, but since the same thing happened on Raw and SmackDown, what about all the NXT the women ladies. coming up? Yes, sir. Hey, ladies. So we had to return to Paige. So we got Paige back. She brought two women from NXT. Tell me about those women from NXT. She brought Amber and um, Sonya. Mm-hmm. And uh, Sonya's a former MMA fighter, uh, but she just didn't make it all the way to MMA. I think mm-hmm. she just had a, like a lot of losses. Uh-huh. So she switched to pro wrestling. And, um, wrestling. She's mm. she's a good performer. I think she she just needs a little tune up on her work. Amber's just fine. I think her uh-huh. name is uh, Amber Rose or something like that. She's just fine. Oh, she's hot. Yeah, and and uh, so I feel like this is good because mm-hmm. they I think they should just bring as many ladies as they can, so Oscar could just run and down. Did, them. Yeah, Oscar needs 
food. She needs <laughs> meat. She needs food. Beef. And they don't. You can't. You can't just keep running over Bailey and Sasha. Yeah. Like, or so the the no names. She needs food. I understand. Hey, you still got Dana enhancement Brooke. talent, pal. You still got Dana Brooke though, and uh, some. She others. just ran over Dana. She did. Oh, yeah. Dang. She fought Dana. They didn't have Monday, that. Yeah. They didn't have that in the Hulu version. So I'm okay with this. Uh, more ladies, but they're just. And feed me grinder for and who were the ladies that came up on SmackDown? Uh, you had I'm sorry, you had um Ruby Riot, you had Liv Morgan, mm-hmm. and I forget the other talent to be quite honest. But they, okay. So the thing that I didn't like is Ruby Riot goes up to uh um she goes up to uh, Naomi, and they're introducing themselves, and she goes, mm-hmm. "We just want to say one thing." And then before she punches her in the stomach, she does the sound effects. Whoopa! And then she makes contact. <laughs> yeah. And then they, you know, they. That's silly. That's so, kind of funny. So it's kind of like, yeah, you, you like, belong on NXT. What, stuff. what I did like, honey. though, was the taunting while they were beating her up. I thought that was funny. You kept hearing stuff like, no glow. You got no glow. Yeah, you got no glow. Show yeah. us your straight fire, Becky. <laughs> like, well, and <laughs> Becky took a beating. She took the door spot. She took. Oh, she, yeah. she was getting they the door went, jammed into her. I, went, I legitimately like, yo, this is. They went hard on Becky. Looks pretty stiff. So what, what's weird about it, though, is that during SmackDown, while this was happening, they were talking about it happening on Raw also. Like they were talking about the similarities. Well, what they're of saying, what just so happened. what's happening? Since, since, how you got a you got a three woman uh, faction on both shows what, coming in beating up all the women. What happens is NXT was in the same venue as Raw and SmackDown. So what the NXT ladies did, they put those shows on notice. They basically put them on notice. They say, "Hey, we're here. We're next." And this is just a message. Okay. Um, one, of, one of the rumors that I saw online, Rumor which, which um, yes, sir, which kind of makes sense is um, that they might be scheduling a, a women's Royal Rumble. So they might be trying to get as much women talent. They up. could do it. Right now, we have 20 women on the roster total. SmackDown and, and Raw. And if that's not including so, maybe some of the ladies from the Mae Young Classic. And there's others. Yeah. So would you be down with it? I'm okay with Let's that. getting two Royal Rumbles at Royal Rumble. Yeah. I'm okay with that. We got I'm two. Down. We got two women's money in the bank. What do you we win? Got two women's five on fives. What do you win though? Women Royal Rumble. I you main event at Mania. Yeah. Same thing. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, where's Carmella? Um, also, she Car- left her briefcase. Carmella <laughs> and Liv Morgan totally had the same gimmick. At least, uh-huh. at least from my perspective. Yeah, I saw the Liv Morgan ain't walking no one. I saw the meme, the Spider Man, Spider Man looking at each other, <laughs> yeah, and somebody like, had blonde with hair. Jordan's on. And, <laughs> Jordan's is blonde hair. They did that for Bobby Roode and uh, Triple H. H. Uh-huh. <laughs> they did, they did. Yeah, which their spot was funny. Him trying to do the glorious Triple H doing the suck it. I thought that this was. This is funny. why we need to protect the internet, babies. <laughs> that was great. Oh man! All right, so we got. Uh, we're leading into, I guess, the next one is Clash, Clash of Champions. Champions. SmackDown so exclusive. So it's just a SmackDown pay-per-view. We only have one match on the board, which is Jinder and AJ right now. Does that mean for all of us that AJ, I mean, Brett, Jinder goes to India without the title to fight Triple H in a giant match? Any this, thoughts on that? This makes, yes, no title. This makes me uncomfortable yeah. <laughs> because he's probably going to take the title. <laughs> Uh, it think, makes me sweaty thinking about it, guys. You think Jinder's getting it back? Yeah. Wait, the, is the is the pay-per-view before the India match? I don't know. It's next month. Uh, I thought the India match was supposed to be after Survivor Series. The so I thought it was show match be, is... I thought it was before. Um, Gosh, what date is it? It is uh, December the 9th. That's my birthday. And when is Night of Champions? That's Friday. 
It's, it can't be the ninth. That's Clash. That's pretty early. Yeah, it's going to be later in December. Uh, yeah, I think it will be. So I feel like. So yeah, gender's going without gender's the title. Gender's going without a belt. It's December seventeenth in Boston is Clash of Champions. So he's going to win it, and he's going to take it before Clash of Champions. They might just do a match on SmackDown. I mean, this is one thing I want to say. This is uh, <laughs> I picked up this uh, really good point from uh, one of my favorite podcasts, uh, Tyson Fights. Shout out to those folks, friends of the show. Friends of the show. Um, who noticed that the last few pay-per-views have been dream matches, like going back to like No Mercy oh, where yeah. we got, we got uh, what did we get? I thought it was Cena and Reigns. Yeah. We got Brock and Braun, like on the same card. And it wasn't even a major big four. So from then on, I feel like something a, fl- a switch just flipped with Vince, and he's like, just give them the best matches we can. Mm. Like, give them the best matches. Because we need to keep making and, this money. And they have the best talent. Yeah. B- bar none. I mean, obviously, there's lots of talent out there that's just mm-hmm. as good. But right now, it's another golden age of wrestling. It really is. Yeah. So uh, let me. It's cool. Guys. It's cool to be a fan nowadays. It really is. It's a great time. One of the best times. I mean, we argue and we we complain about a lot of different sure, booking sure. things. But talent wise, you're seeing the absolute best talent yeah. on the biggest stage, and that's really all we ever want. And we're passionate. So yeah, I wanted to ask you guys since we only got one match for Clash of the Champions so far, and it's going to be a SmackDown pay per view. What matches do you want to see? On so, there. So what do you want to see? I'm sure we're going to get. Um, you want to play Dream Booker? Yeah, I'm sure we're going to get um, the Usos versus um, Gable and Gable Benjamin. Benjamin. Yeah, I'm sure that's going to be the tag. I feel like we're leading to the that. tag title match that we're going to get. Uh, Who's going to fight Baron? I'm hoping it's rude. And I think I, I think we saw the beginning. Oh, yeah, of they that. did say that. I heard somebody saying him um, hitting them in the Lumberjack match. They're going to start I, their feud. I hope so. I, I feel like that's what's going with So next. are we ending Baron's title run? We giving they, it to Rude? Yeah, they need to nah. get that belt off of Baron. You said nah. Really? No, really? You ready, you ready from? Uh, I don't think Rude's done anything yet to get it. I Baron's, mean, getting a, it Baron's could, a wrestling garbage fire. Getting it could boost him, but Rude hasn't done anything to Rude hasn't earned it yet. He hasn't earned it yet. Interest. Bro. I hate Rude. to say it, but mm. he hasn't earned it yet. Who's fighting Shinsuke? <laughs> they got nobody else left. Got to be Randy Orton or uh, <laughs> or uh, Kevin Owens or, or Sami Zayn. Or, or you know what? Let Shinsuke beat the shit out of Boring Corbin, and he can represent the United States. <laughs> Who's fighting the why Bludgeon not? Brothers? Hype Bros. <laughs> they get Again? a rematch. <laughs> yeah, why not? Um, Usos Bludgeon Brothers could be a cool one. Bludgeon Brothers are going to be coming for that title pretty quick if um their their about, debut. How about shows how anything. they both wearing Kane's old gear? <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> they're both wearing like different variations of old Kane gear. I, I thought that was when cool. Luke slapped Harper in the face while they were in the middle of the match fighting them. <laughs> like, yeah, building that fire. Man. Yeah, yeah. I like these guys. I like these guys, man. They're they're tough. They're stiff. They got cool moves. Bray um, sent out a tweet that said, "Come home." <laughs> well, and I wouldn't mind when they, seeing when they got debuted. Bray is going to come back to them. He wants the Wyatts back. Yeah, mm-hmm. get the Ascension to go up against the Bludgeon Brothers. Revive the Ascension. True, we need the Ascension back. Yeah, why uh, not? we need Brizongo wrestling. Or Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn can tear through the oh, tag yeah, team division. Got, you know, we do got Kevin and Sami, so one of them could have fought. One of them will fight um, Randy Orton. That's what's going to happen for number one contender. KO is. KO against Randy. Yeah. And that, they Sammy haven't done that yet, have they? So Make Sammy fight Corbin. They're doing that Corbin. next week. Sammy Shinsuke. Sammy Shinsuke? Yeah. Why not? Um, I like how they're selling this, that the whole locker room hates them and blah, blah, blah. And then, of course, as all 
dominant teams do. Yeah. They, they implode. So the whole SmackDown uh, roster is fighting each other. Yeah. yeah. You know, and it's like, okay. That part's getting a little old. It's happened like three straight pay-per-views at right. this point where it's like the team starts to implode. That's That has the advantage. So, and this like, are we going to fire them? Are we not? It's kind of weird. So well, it's going to be the women's match. Who's fighting Charlotte? Uh, I'm going to say who's got any momentum. I guess Natty gets a rematch. She technically does get a rematch. I'm not sure if she did it on SmackDown. They might do it on SmackDown. Yeah, I think um, who did she, did she just fight her on SmackDown? Natty fought somebody, but I don't remember. No, no, the girls interrupted. It was uh, it was the rematch. Yeah, so they'll probably have oh, their rematch. That's right. But the, they didn't get to have the it. The NXT gals interrupted it. Yeah, right, so, so they'll now probably we gotta, have a rematch on another SmackDown. Yeah, I like what someone mentioned. Uh, I'm going to leave you on this, that Ember Moon wins the title on NXT. We didn't talk about that, how she finally got it. Mm-hmm. And then what they did was completely move the whole women's division, like, yeah. out of there. Yeah, yeah. So, like, who's next for Ember Moon at this point? Well, and this is where you want to maybe grab some of the May Young ladies and yeah. transition them into the NXT ladies roster. So, because Ember Moon needs food now. She needs people to have well, title no, matches I, with. I would like to see her in a in a program with Kyrie Sane. I know you would. Mm-hmm. I would like to see that, too. I love the Pirate Princess. Yeah. Soul Calibur. <laughs> I mean, all the chicks that were in, the, that, were in that four-way uh, war games were good. Yeah. Yeah, they were all really good. All right, so I want to get uh, out of here, but um, just want to say, of course... Thank you all for listening. This has been uh, a super crazy week, but I got to also shout out. So much wrestling. So much wrestling. But Jeez. at the end of our trip to Houston, I got to shout out Austin yeah, we didn't Creed even talk about that. For yeah, allowing us to kind of be flies on the wall for um, some tapings of Up, Up, Down, Down tournaments so we won't give up any winners. Yeah, but can't uh, do that. It was so awesome to be in a room with these guys. We sat and ate breakfast with them and, and just watched them all just wild out. And what I liked was each other. They were interacting that like they brothers. were all having fun. You know, like I mean, we saw Dango trying to pile drive Noam Dar, but man, like twenty you know, times. But, <laughs> but but all in good fun, you know. Yeah. So Dango's see, hilarious. Seeing those guys together <laughs> and interact, like, it was just so cool to see uh, what man. what they're doing after hanging out with them in person shows that what they're doing on TV is them. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. so much of them are in that characters yeah. that they're playing because that was what they were doing the whole time there, well, and they're not doing yeah. that for us. Nah. So that means that your guys right, do this right. all the time. That that's what they well, really cool. do. It's just exactly what Stone Cold said. You know, you got to be yourself, dialed up to eleven on the show. <laughs> that's know? real. So shout like out to Dang- Stone Cold. Dango was in there Stone dancing Cold. around and lifting his shirt up and yeah. telling Finn, "Hey, come here, I want to talk to you." Why he's lifting his shirt up? I'm like, <laughs> like uh, okay. compare abs there, boy. <laughs> Yeah, man, those dudes were great. It was it was Cesaro's hilarious, telling a bunch of dad jokes. Um, it was fun times. Oh, Apollo wait. was cool. That's, that's Apollo's so dope, mad cool. Man. Uh, I gotta tell you one of the jokes he told me. This is an old old dad joke from Cesaro. From Cesaro. Can you do it in the Cesaro voice? Um, I, with with the teeth missing. With teeth missing. Uh, so <laughs> so they uh, no. Nah, I, I, I can't. It was sounding good. <laughs> All right. So uh, he said, uh, "Did you hear about the the two antennas that got married?" No, I didn't. Well, the wedding was cool, but the reception was terrible. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> and on Cesaro. that note, we out of here. But shout out to everybody listening and everybody sharing. And tell a friend to tell a friend. Shout out to our new follower and friend of the show, Finn Balor. Yeah, shout out to Finn and all the homies. Uh, we had a real good conversation with Finn about 
hip hop of all things. Yeah. And uh, matter of fact, I got to I t- wrote a note down. I write things down because he I chatted it up with us. We talked about Smoke Dizzle. We talked about West Side Gun. He told me about a great about Irish rapper named Rob Kelly that he recommended. So okay. if you guys check out Rob Kelly, if you could, let me know what you think. Uh, we are out of here, but of course you can always follow us at Matt Mania Podcast on Twitter. Yeah, we are Matt Mania Podcast on Facebook. Yeah, and on the Twitters, you can follow me at Mega Ran. Oh yeah, how do they find you, Teak? Teak underscore Hall. Yeah, and how do they find you, Neo X? Listen here, all you Matt Maniacs out there. Yeah, I want you to freak out, freak out, freak out, and follow us on the Twitter machine. Oh yeah, N E O E C K. Yes, that's right, baby. N E O E C K. Yes. Yeah. Woo! Well, on that note, as always, ladies and gentlemen, keep your shoulders off the mat. It's Ooh, Matt Mania. Yeah. We love you. Peace. Peace. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.